people come to him, come to the way of Sultan Rabia, most honored one and most glorified one, most praised one in divine presence, Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. ส่วนที่เราเรียนในเรื่องของการเรียนรู้ในเรื่องของการเรียนรู้ในเรื่องของการเรียนรู้ในเรื่องของการเรียนรู้ในเรื่องของการเรียนรู้ในเรื่องของ
and we read in the Mawlid that the light of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was cast into the lineage of Adam salam. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, was transferred, you know, genetically or in light format, whatever, sometimes the words escape us, generation after generation, father and mother after father and mother, until his mother gave birth to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Qur'an talks about this when Allah Ta'ala says, وَتَقَلُّبَكَ فِي السَّاجِدِينَ And you're being transferred from the pious ones, one generation after another. And it is said that all of the parents, the, the, the forebearers of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the Anbiya that carried that lineage, that DNA, they had the light of the Prophet, peace be upon him, in them. Because whenever the Prophet ﷺ comes into something, it becomes illuminated. And when he was born, وسلم, the hadith tell us that there was a light that was cast and the horizons all the way to the Levant, all the way to the Sham, that they could see the palaces of the Sham. All of this from the light that was in the Prophet ﷺ. And when he left Mecca and he migrated to this little known town called Yathrib, again it changed its name, it became Madinatul Munawwara, the illuminated city. And the point is, is that the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he enters into your life, you become illuminated. And he was a light. And he was our guide in this darkness. And were it not for that, were it not for the light of the Prophet, we would not know how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We would have no way of accessing the divine. We would be lost without that light. And this is the light that we so very much need. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, things became alive with him. Inanimate objects, stones, and trees, and leaves, and animals, everything became alive because he was with them, and he was in their presence, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he was young, before he, the Nabuwa, before he became commissioned, he went with, one, with a relative to the Levant area to trade. And they stopped by at a rest house, you know, what was then called a rest house. And the man uh, that owned this rest area, he was a monk. And he told the Prophet's uncle, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I want to invite everybody to dinner tonight. Because the people of the book at this time, they knew that there was a Prophet that was coming. They knew that in Arabia, something special was going to happen, and the time was, was right. So they invited everybody inside, and the man, the monk, is looking around, and he said, are you sure, did you, is everyone here? Uh, is, is, there, is there no one you left behind? And he said, no, I, I left a young boy, he's with me, he's out by that tree. He's like, where, let me see. And then he goes outside and he sees the Prophet, وسلم, sitting by the tree. And then the monk says, ah, this is a special person. He will become a prophet, you have to protect him. Now, this tree has a story. Because this tree was lost for many years. Until uh, the ki King Hussein of Jordan, rahimahullah, he wanted to catalog all of the holy sites in Jordan. And then they found this tree. And they built a fence around this tree. And this tree stands till today, and it is literally in the middle of nowhere. You can only get to it by a very, very long car ride or a helicopter ride. There's no source of water around it, but there it is 
large and green. Why is it green? Why is it still standing? Because this is the, the relationship that happens when the Prophet ﷺ touches something. When the Prophet ﷺ comes near something. When the Prophet ﷺ enters into something, it becomes alive. And that is why we celebrate his birth. And we celebrate his life. And we honor his teachings. This is the sunnah of the Muslims from the first generations until today, alhamdulillah. And these months of Rabi'a al-Anwar, Rabi'a al-Awwal and Rabi'a al-Akhir, Muslims from east and west and north and south, they all gather in masajid and in zawiyas and in homes, in public spaces and in private spaces to honor this gift that we have been given. Because like Hassan ibn Thabit said, أَنَا مَا مَدَحْتُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِقَصَائِدِي وَلَيْكَنْ مَدَحْتُ قَصَائِدِي بِمُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ He said, I did not praise Muhammad with my poetry. I honored my poetry by mentioning the Prophet So when he comes into something, it becomes an honor. When he comes into our hearts, we become alive. Alive with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we can't have that if our hearts are filled with other things, if our hearts are filled with hatred and jealousy, animosity and anger and anxiety, and if our heart is filled with the dunya, how much am I going to make and when am I going to, when is my 401k going to cap off and when am I going to get this promote? If, if our lives are full of these things, there's no room for the Prophet So we have these gatherings to remember that we want the dunya in our hands, not in our hearts. And this is the essential teaching of the tariq, of, of tasawwuf, of all of the turuq. That we want the dunya in our hands. We want to be able to use it and keep Allah and the love of the Prophet ﷺ in our hearts. Because if we have that, we will have no anxiety. If we have that, we will have no fear. When we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we drink from His blessed hands on Yom Al-Qiyamah, a, a, a sip of water that will cause us no thirst. Imagine that, no anxiety, no anger, no uh, uh, of these diseases that we have, we will have that no more when we drink from His blessed hands. So when you have this, when we have this in our hearts, and we replace the dunya with this, we will be safe, we'll have no fear, we'll have no anxiety. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ, he did not leave us anything except he taught us. And we know everything about him ﷺ. We know how tall he was, how long his beard was, the colors of his eyes, the smell of his sweat, how his hand was, the, the birthmark behind his, uh, his back, the suturing or the, or the place of where his heart was split open, the mat that he slept on, how he was with his wives and his children and his neighbors and even his enemies. Everything we know about him. And this is the mercy of Allah to us. That there is nothing small nor big except we were given it by the Prophet ﷺ. If you love Allah, follow the Messenger and Allah will love you. Everything we have that we need in this world was in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And think about that. And I close with this remark that this is one of the Miracles of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that everything about him is known, even where he's buried, is a source of consensus. No one has any doubt where the Prophet ﷺ is buried. He's the only Prophet.
Prophet, that we have this certainty. All of the other Anbiya, maybe is here, maybe they're there. It said they're there, it said that they're here, except Sayyidina Muhammad And see what the Quran says, And if they wronged themselves, they come to you. Where are we going to go to him? Al Medina. In his mosque. He could have been died in battle, lost in battle, buried in an unmarked grave, but we know exactly where he is. And we have his lineage, we have his family. The Prophet said, I leave you two things. That if you hold to them, you will not be lost. Kitabullah wa itrata ahlabayti. The book of Allah and my family. The purified family of the Prophet. And they only come from Sayyidina Ali and Fatima. Right? All of the Prophet's children died in his lifetime except Fatima. And all of the, the lineage comes from that. I mean, Allah is showing us on purpose that he is preserving this he could have caused it to go away but Allah Ta'ala says that we have caused your remembrance to be known and to be raised so we have his family and we have his teachings and we have the spiritual teaching as embodied in the different turuq of how we can attach ourselves to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala so I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to bless us to cause us to constantly remember and to honor the life of the Prophet because now is a time of madness. There are people that are doing crazy things in our name. But we are the real Muslims. And we have to let people know that we are the real Muslims. That we are the followers of Sayyidina Muhammad We are the followers of his Sunnah. And we should not be ashamed of that. And this is the light that the world needs.